Custom Car Care, all of your car care needs. We get into the winter weather. It is, I don't want to say more important than ever, but there are certain components to winter weather that does make the handling, in particular, of your vehicle important and also whether it's ready to start up. Nobody wants to come jumpstart you out in the cold. So that routine maintenance is important with A1 Custom Car Care. Uh, Adam Schiff. January 6th committee will scrub evidence before the final report. Wasn't that convenient? He said that the January 6th committee will have to scrub some evidence from its final report before Republicans take over the House next year in an appearance on CNN's State of the Union. He discussed the activities of the House January 6th committee, on which he sits. CNN host Dana Bash reminded Schiff that Ohio Republican Jim Jordan will be made head of the Judiciary Committee in a few months and has promised to go through all the evidence that was left out of the final report. I mean, does that not make sense? If the, if this if the point of the January 6th committee is not a show trial to simply go after political opposition, why would you not want all the evidence to be available? Why would you hide all of the evidence? It, it cannot get any closer to show. This is show trial stuff. Asking if all of the evidence will be made public, Schiff insisted that there will be transparency to a point. So in other words, no. This is, once again, the left redefining words. Well, transparency, the the, the definition of transparency is allowing you to see what they want you to see. Schiff said, quote, the evidence will all be made public. Now, we will have to make sure that we scrub that evidence for personally identifiable information, that the evidence that we provide protects people's security. It doesn't put them at risk. So there are things that we're going to have to do along those lines. So, in other words... We have a show trial situation where the accused is not allowed to even know who the accuser is. There can be all sorts of editing, all sorts of wild accusations in which the information... uh, Let me just tell you what information will be, quote, scrubbed. Any information that would allow Republicans to determine whether or not the allegations are verifiable. times, dates, names of people. They will scrub all of the information that will make it impossible for anyone to determine whether or not any sort of, quote, evidence is factual. Because this is a show trial. With only one purpose. And that is the ultimate destruction of all political opposition. He also, this is perfect, and if you you can't get a better acknowledgement of a judicial system where there are rules for them and then for the rest of us, Schiff says he, or he won't say rather, whether or not he'll comply with the GOP subpoena. Yesterday, he would not state whether he would comply with the subpoena 
on CNN State of the Union. He was asked about the possibility, saying, well, quote, we'll have to consider the validity of the subpoena. Was it not Steve Bannon that was just sentenced to prison because he did not comply with the subpoena? The guy was taken to court, found guilty, sentenced to, I forget how many months, in prison. Schiff said, but I would certainly view my obligation, administration's obligation to follow the law, and the fact that they have disrespected the law is not a precedent, I would hope, that would be broadly followed. But we'll have to look at the legitimacy or lack of legitimacy of what they do. Well, does anybody want to gamble which direction we think that'll go? I mean, this is this is the constant attitude, presentation that leads so many of us to recognize that we do not have an equal justice system, that we do not have equity under the law. If you're a Republican and you say, I don't think I have to uh, uh, abide by that subpoena, you get thrown in prison. If you're a Democrat lawmaker, well, it's perfectly reasonable, isn't it? And it's it's a flaunting. He knows as those words are coming out of his mouth that a Republican was sentenced to prison time for doing exactly what it is that he says that he may do. This is how dangerous the the Democrat Party has come when it comes to a judicial system is they don't even any longer bother to try to hide the fact that they know that the current Department of Justice is on their side, that the FBI is on their side, acting as a sword and shield of the Democrat Party that they can openly acknowledge that they will fully do what political opposition has been sentenced to prison time for doing. And when you have a media that doesn't point this out, that gives you a platform for all the talk about, I mean, Elon Musk is this great danger to our society. He's horrible because he allows people to freely share their thoughts on Twitter. Meanwhile, you have outfits like CNN that facilitate this behavior. Instead of noting that here as a sitting member of Congress, as a leader Within the Democrat Party, you are openly acknowledging that you may very well do what it is that you all had somebody sentenced to prison for doing. Springfield's Talk 104.1. I'm Nick Reed. The old Boyd Elementary School building has been sold. That happened more than a year after the school was relocated from Washington and Lynn to Division and Sherman. The Springfield School District sold the building to Boyd School Redevelopment Corporation for $200,000. A federal judge has denied a request from a 19-year-old woman to allow her to watch her father's death by lethal injection. That decision upholds a Missouri law that bars anyone under the age of 21 from witnessing an execution. Kevin Johnson is set to be put to death Tuesday for killing a Kirkwood, Missouri, police officer. The Highway Patrol says two men from India drowned Saturday at Lake of the Ozarks. Witnesses called 911 after hearing calls for help. The body of one man was recovered Saturday night near the main channel of Bagnell Dam. The other man was pulled from the water the next morning. 
And police say foul play is not suspected after a body was found near a creek bed in El Dorado Springs. It happened Sunday afternoon in the 100 block of North Jackson Street. I'm Jason Rima, Springfield's Talk 1041. The first alert forecast sponsored by Navant employee benefits that work sunny. Uh, there may be still some patchy fog out there this morning, but otherwise that'll leave us with a sunny day, high of 55, cloudy. 45 for low tonight, mostly sunny, 66 tomorrow and 40 on Wednesday. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 104.1. Interest rates rising, but Floors Plus, you can still, for 12 months, have 0% financing for any of your flooring or plus needs. Uh, Hardwood floors, luxury vinyl planking, tile, carpeting, or perhaps that backsplash or custom-designed uh, shower with the, the craftsmanship that they do provide. They've got two locations, Nixon, Springfield, and like I said, that uh, uh, 12 months, 0% financing, something that uh, is uh, a way for you to invest in the value of your home, improve the look, and not find yourself with any interest rates. How great is that? Floors Plus, Nixon, Springfield. The Biden administration on Saturday eased oil sanctions on Venezuela. What is it with these people? Well, he continues to put the screws to the oil industry here in the United States. He's traveling all over the world, either begging the Saudis to increase their oil supply or going down to Venezuela lifting sanctions so that they have a greater ability to pump oil. Do you think that Venezuela has quite the environmental regulations we do? I I, I just really, it is mind-boggling. People who support these decisions, because every reason that they give for supporting these decisions, the opposite is the result. This is an effort to support newly restarted negotiations between the psycho president of Venezuela and its opposition. The Treasury Department is allowing Chevron to resume energy production in Venezuela after years of sanctions that have dramatically curtailed oil and gas profits that have flowed to Maduro's government. You know why? Because we are reliant on foreign countries now like Venezuela and Saudi Arabia, something that we weren't under the policies of Trump. So you know all this talk about these moves that are gonna, you know, well, we got to do this to, to save the planet because we're gonna be zero emissions, and these are policies that are going to, you know, theoretically just magically result in less oil being used. It's not. That's why he's running around trying to get it pumped from other places. Earlier this year, the Treasury Department again allowed the California-based Chevron and other U.S. companies to perform basic upkeep as wells of wells it operates jointly with state-run oil giant PDVSA. Under the new policy, profits from the sale of energy would be directed to paying down debt owned to Chevron rather than paying uh, profits to BDVSA. Talks between the Maduro government and the unitary platform 
resumed in Mexico City on Saturday after more than a year-long pause. It remained to be seen whether this would take a different course from previous rounds of negotiations that have not brought relief to the political stalemate in the country. Senior U.S. administration official briefing reporters on the U.S. action under the condition of anonymity said that easing the sanctions was not connected to the administration's effort to boost global energy production in the uh, the wake of Russia's invasion of Ukraine and that the decision was not expected to impact global energy prices. At the same time, European officials say that under Biden, the U.S. is profiting from the Ukraine war, called the Inflation Reduction Act very worrying. Even some of our European allies are beginning to recognize what's going on. Top European officials have attacked Biden's actions amid the ongoing war in Ukraine, have even questioned whether the United States remains an ally as gas prices soar and U.S. green energy policies have put Europeans into, quote, full-blown panic mode, according to a report. Wait a minute. I thought Biden was once again going to strengthen those ties to our allies. European officials speaking anonymously to Politico are accusing the United States of profiting off of Putin's invasion of Ukraine and complain that green subsidies and taxes included in the Democrats' Inflation Reduction Act have deteriorated relationships between the U.S. and European allies and partners. Quote, the fact is, if you look at it soberly, the country that is most profiting from this war in the U.S. because they are selling more gas at higher prices and because they are selling more weapons, a senior official told Politico. The official added, we are really at a historic juncture arguing that U.S. policies have disrupted trade and that high gas prices are turning public opinion against aid for Ukraine. Quote, America needs to realize that public opinion is shifting in many EU countries. Among European, uh, Europe's complaints is that the electric vehicle tax credit included in the Inflation Reduction Act, a $369 billion spending and tax law signed by Biden, is protectionist and discriminatory because it imposes unfair competition on foreign manufacturers. Dutch trade ministers saying the potential impact on the European economy is very big. At the same time, Putin, of course, cut off energy exports to the rest of Europe, which has led EU countries to buy fuel from the U.S. at nearly four times the cost all while, of course, doing everything we can to diminish the extraction of that energy from here in the United States and instead having to port it from countries like Saudi Arabia and Venezuela. I, 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 I have never in my life seen an administration appears to deliberately make moves that are harmful to our own economy and that ultimately end up being harmful to our allies. And so consistently benefiting the bad guys. Whether it's his attempt to work out a deal with Iran to help them on their pathway to nuclear power or easing up sanctions on Venezuela, turning human trafficking into the single largest economic boomed industry that we've ever seen, making the drug cartels because of the border policies even wealthier than they ever imagined, 
or giving an entire country to the terrorist organization known as the Taliban. I mean, just at some point, you want to make a list. Here are the people who have benefited under the policies of the Democrats, and here are the people who have suffered. And it's always the good guys that are suffering, with Americans taking the lead. And it's the bad guys that are benefiting. Every time I, I, I verbalize this, former Secretary of Defense during the Obama years, and his words in his own book come back to me, and that is uh, in which he said that Biden is just, you know, as much as he liked the guy, thought he was a swell guy, there was no one as wrong as Biden is when it comes to making these sorts of decisions, specifically foreign policy, that he's never once been right. And then I also remember something else that I've shared with you. Is that the entire purpose of the plot that then alive, bin Laden, had for assassinating Obama was to make Biden president. Because as he would write to his, quote, generals, what they were unsuccessful in doing on 9-11, and that is destroying the country, he felt only Joe Biden as president could do. What a remarkable time we're in. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. Your voice is needed. The American people have to pull their heads out of their keisters. Now more than ever. And start thinking like responsible Americans. Springfield's Talk 1041. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Sarah Myers. Hey, thank you. How was your Thanksgiving? It was great. Good. It was fantastic. I just could not have gone any better, oh, I'd say. Oh, that's good. Now, how many Thanksgivings did you have? Did you have just one? Just one. Oh, well, I had two this year. Yeah, just did one, and uh, it was really, really awesome. I oh. mean, just, yeah, everything about it was great. Well, Other than good. I forgot uh, to pass along to one of the uh, attendees to bring rolls. I, I had a job. Uh, and and I I guess I forgot, and so we didn't. I know, so we didn't have rolls. Wow! But we had we had some bread that uh, was usable. Stale? No, it wasn't stale. <laughs> it was just you know plain old bread. Oh, just Nick. wasn't in the shape of a round thing. Boo! Yeah. Well, I had two Thanksgivings. One of which was uh, down in the Aurora area, and let me tell you. Ryan's family has an absolutely beautiful house, and the entire time we were there, I was thinking, oh, we need to get this done and that done, and I really like this. And uh, so I have made a new list for when my friends over at Beatles Property Maintenance come out and do a couple of maintenance repairs for my house. Now, let me tell you, Beatles is spelled B-E-A-D-L-E-S, and, well, they do a variety of home repairs and maintenance. Now, they can help you out with a lot of those big-name jobs, kind of those odd jobs that you think, I don't know who to call for this. Well, Beatles can help you out with a lot of those things like mold remediation water restoration things like that but they can also help you out with uh, kind of the situation that i'm in which is a lot of those honeydew list items you know adding trim um getting your bathroom remodeled, getting your kitchen floor fixed, uh, electrical work. Beatles Property Maintenance can help you out with items like that as well. So whether you have a big name job or a small one, highly recommend my friends over at Beatles Property Maintenance. Now you can find all of the contact information for Bruce and the Beatles Property Maintenance team at ksgf.com under the Sarah's Endorsements tab. The Democrats oftentimes like to point to... Um, 
the behavior of very few Republicans um, and and portray it. Well, Trump being one of them is always a big baby. You remember even there were some parades. I recall one. I don't even know what the parade was about. But it was a giant crying Trump. And this was their portrayal of him. I, I tell you, this thing with Twitter and Elon Musk shows that the the Democrat Party is made up of nothing but crybabies. I mean, they're just unhinged. What is frightening, however, is these are people in position of power. You have sitting members of the Senate that are threatening to go after this guy because they don't like that he's a supporter of free speech. It, the, the whining and the crying, all just because he doesn't censor people in the way that they did. It's like a bunch of spoiled 8, 9, and 10-year-olds that aren't getting their way, and they don't even know enough to be embarrassed by their behavior. Everyone from U.S. Senator Markey, the the mayor of St. Louis, she, I'm out. I'm not doing this anymore. Me, me, me. These are real tough leaders, you know, real strong in their convictions. Alyssa Milano. All of these nut job lefties. That they are emotionally infantile. And the fact that they don't mind displaying it, that they actually feel it's virtuous. And I remember being five and six and and pitching a fit when I didn't get my way before I was taught that that wasn't how to get my way. And you do it because you think, I'll really show them. Right? You know, I'll show them. I'm going to hit my head against the wall. I'll show them. I'll make them sorry. That's the same motivating factor. What so many of us learn to grow out of at the age of five and six year old, these are adults, some in position of power, that never grew out of that. It is the emotional equivalent of bedwetting. And for whatever reason, these are people that at a very young age just stopped emotionally growing. And you see it in their behavior. Uh, Alyssa Milano is the, I mean, (laughs) I'll tell you what the St. Louis mayor, why she's out. She's just not going to do it anymore. It's just not, oh, well, what will Twitter do? You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Don Carriker, Alex Carriker, Anthony Carriker, all the characters coming together. Form a triangle of trust. 
I want a great HomeLoan.com, all of your home loan needs, and they deal with you directly. You are not just some number that when you call, you get an automated message and you have to, you know, hit one for this, two for this, and then please listen to our menu because some of the items may have changed, and then you get to seven and realize you weren't listening to the last three, and you didn't hear, so you got to start it all over again. And then you talk to somebody who's different than you talked to last time. And all they, oh, well, let me pull up your file and see what notes have been left. No, 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 no. You're calling, you're talking with these these folks directly. Oh, it's 8.30 on a Sunday? That's fine. Seven days a week up till 9 o'clock at night. And if, if they're helping somebody else or in church or whatever it may be, as soon as they, they are able to, they'll get back with you. It's not, I'll wait till 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. I want a great homeloan.com because you do. First alert forecast sponsored by Navant. Employee benefits that work. Uh, high of 55 today, 45 tonight, 66 tomorrow. Wednesday sunny with a high of 40. Mayor Jones says that she's done with Twitter. This is the, I just can't believe what qualifies as news any longer. St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Austin Hugelit wrote the story. Austin, we got an important story for you. The mayor's not on Twitter anymore. Really showing him. Oh, I'll get right on that. This is what I racked up tens of thousands of dollars worth of journalism debt to learn to do. Jones, an avid user with 33,000 followers, hit a breaking point this week when the social media site's new owner, Tesla CEO and social media provocateur Elon Musk, lampooned Twitter's past support for 2014's Ferguson protest. Jones wrote, this is the final straw for me. I'm out. Oh. I guess you'll have time to focus more on your brilliant leadership that has turned St. Louis around and made it this city that is quite a draw for those looking for a high quality of life. Jones joins a wave of criticism that's been building at Twitter ever since Musk took over late last month and began loosening controls on harassment, impersonation, and hate speech. Translation, anything they don't like. Any diversity of thought. Many prominent users, including politicians, have railed against plans to charge money for identity verification and to reinstate previously banned accounts. So the the, the same people who want to nickel and dime you to death, either through taxes, regulations, or user fees, are pitching a fit because Elon Musk, who owns a private business, was going to charge people for using it. Charge people. Do you know how few industries don't actually charge the users? Radio happens to be one of them. Our revenue comes from, of course, uh, advertising. Newspapers, you know, some newspapers digitally will charge you uh, as a, a customer. Um, but uh, you know, outside of that, I mean, you know. People don't give their product away. And for politicians, well, you have to pay to have a uh, uh, to drive your car. You have to pay to own your car. You have to pay to have a license to do this. You have to pay to have a license to do that. Elon Musk, in an attempt apparently to help with the verification process, we're going to charge like eight bucks a month. Oh, well, we better get Congress in on this. Jones is the most prominent local St. Louis figure to call it quits. 
Having been active on Twitter for more than a decade, she decided to take her toys and go home. And all of this was um, about comments that he made regarding Ferguson, highlighting, by the way, this is true information. This is what the left does not like. The left cannot stand an informed, educated public. He highlighted a 2015 U.S. Department of Justice report. That would have been under Obama. That said, Michael Brown did not have his hands up in surrender when he was killed. Contrary to the popular fake storyline that he said, Hand, you know, the hands up, don't shoot, hands up, don't shoot, did not happen. So the reason the mayor of St. Louis had enough is because Musk pointed out the findings of the Obama administration. He also noted the report, said that the police officer, Darren Wilson, shot Brown in self-defense and should not be prosecuted. Again, this is all information that came out of the Obama administration. Well, follow me on Instagram, she wrote. Y'all can have this bird app. It's not clear, wrote the Post-Dispatch, if Jones will make a clean break. Her official mayoral account posted a photo of her at the Thanksgiving parade later on the day. That account will remain active, a spokesperson said. Jones did not respond to a request for further comment. I mean, this is an instance where it's just uh, you've got a Democrat mayor that's just blatantly acknowledging through her actions. She just doesn't want people to know the truth about that. Then you've got Senator Markey, a Democrat that is mad because he's you know demanding answers from Elon Musk, why he's not censoring people like Trump, why he's not censoring conservatives. This is a sitting member of Congress. Is this not the la- is this not what freedom of speech is supposed to be protecting us from? The government coming in and 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 using his power as a sitting US senator to demand answers from Elon Musk because of speech that he's allowing. This is what that is in reference to when when you hear discussion of freedom of speech. The left loves to point out, or they love to point out, that Twitter was a you know privately owned company when it was censoring conservatives. But now that it's not censoring anyone, somehow that's a violation of free speech. And they're all about government coming in and utilizing its influence, utilizing its power to to try anyhow and scare Elon Musk into censoring free speech. You wonder when he gets into these little um, back and forth battles with some of these folks, if it's enjoyment for him or I, I don't know what motivates him. Sometimes I think that he does it. He just he laughs about it. Uh, he gets on there just to troll. Uh, Alyssa Milano, of course, she as a, she's an actress, left-wing activist. And she had tweeted out that she returned her Tesla and got a VW. And it was just a wonderful vehicle. 
because she wasn't going to have anything to do with anything, any product or service that has any sort of connection to hate. And, of course, many pointed out that the Volkswagen was literally, that, that Volkswagen was literally started by Nazis. <laughs> and this is, who she, this is the flag that now she carries. Now, of course, you and I, we're reasonable people, and so we recognize that simply because a company like Volkswagen was started by Nazis, that, of course, doesn't mean that it, the Nazism has any connection to Volkswagen today. But this is where the left is hypocritical, because if they can find any sort of connection, no matter how far back it goes, to people that they don't like, they want you to be held accountable. Hence white privilege. But if it serves their benefit, they're perfectly fine with it. American Transmissions Talk and Text Line 447-KSGF. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. The, the world of soccer is one that has really, I don't know, no real historical connection culturally to the United States. It gets downplayed and dismissed as if it doesn't have any following, which is very untrue. It does have a tremendous following. It's just not the sort of following that the quote-unquote American sports like football have and, and, and baseball and basketball. It, it is a smaller audience, but, th- but there's definitely an audience there. And there are a lot of fair weather fans when uh, America's doing really well. There tends to be a, a, a great deal of excitement there, and it draws some people in. And many of those people will lose interest uh, after a World Cup-style event occurs. Uh, but some end up staying and, and really following it and enjoying it. But I got to tell you, when you have... When, when so many of the articles that are written are written about players taking a knee, players protesting this, players protesting that, I, you, you just are going <laughs> to – it's not going to work. For here in the States, anyhow, I mean, for a sport that wants, I believe, to, to have a much stronger and popular foothold here in the United States – this sort of thing is is not ultimately helpful. And again, I it's just this spoiled brat sort of thing. Like, just can you just play the dadgum game? Just play the game. Instead of these people that are narcissists feeling as if this isn't about a game, this isn't about skill, this is about my opportunity to use this as a platform to make some sort of statement. A statement which, by the way, I won't actually have to suffer any sort of repercussion. I won't have to sacrifice anything. I don't want to do that. Just one of the articles. Members of England's men's soccer team took a knee in protest prior to the start of the World Cup match against the United States. England's players also took a knee for several seconds prior to its match against Iran. 
According to the AS Sports News site, at least three members of the team were demonstrating against discrimination and racism. The players were also believed to be making states about inclusivity. So there doesn't even seem to be any rhyme or reason. It's almost as if it's a requirement now. This is like the AIDS ribbon episode from Seinfeld, where you now you just have to do something. You have to be protesting something. If you're not, that means that you are accepting and supporting all of the horrible, bad things that happen in this world. England coach Gareth Southgate previously mentioned that his player would be taking a stance against Qatar, which is the uh, hosting country. What, and this is what really irks me. If you really, truly want to protest in a meaningful way, a host country, if if the host country is culturally so abhorrent, abhorrent, don't play. Refuse to participate. Well, we're not going to do that. Why not? Because. Think about all of the benefit that they would lose out on if they decided not to participate. You know, this is an opportunity for a lot of these individuals to get themselves on the on an international map to become international stars beyond what they already are, which of course includes potential endorsements. I mean, these people make tremendous amounts of money. So all of this virtue signaling where they act like they're really taking a stand, we're really standing up for human rights. Well, how about you just don't play? Well, I can't do that. I've got contracts and I've got, oh, okay. Southgate said following the Iran match, we feel we should. We think it's a strong statement that will go around the world, especially for young people. It's important. It's not a statement at all. This is all meaningless. These things have as much impact on the world as changing your avatar on social media or the background color. It allows people who want to do very little for a cause to feel as if they're doing something impactful because they tell themselves it is. You've got World Cup. Iran calls for the U.S. suspension for briefly removing emblem from flag in support of protests. The U.S. Soccer Federation hurt Iran ahead of their pivotal Group B match, which is tomorrow. When it displayed the country's national flag without the emblem of the Islamic Republic, saying the move supported protesters in Iran. Iran's government reacted by accusing America of removing the name of God from its national flag. U.S. soccer said in a statement Sunday morning that it decided to forego the official flag on social media accounts to, quote, show support for the women in Iran fighting for basic human rights. You know what? Again, do something meaningful. Don't let Iran play. Well, but it's not fair to the players. Well, is what is is this fair to the players? The Twitter account of the U.S. men's team displayed a banner for the squads matches in the uh, group stage with the Iranian flag only bearing its green, white, and red colors. The same was seen in a post on its Facebook and Instagram account. This all just seems so catty to me. I this this seems like. Junior high style stuff. Well, we'll go on social media. We're going to alter your photo and put it out there. It's just, to me, such a childish approach. Now, of course, the response to that would be, oh, you don't think these are important issues? 
I think they're important issues. I think the importance of them gets diminished by such childish approaches. This is the the equivalent of name calling in the ho- or name calling each other in the hallways in between classes. It is something I've noticed over time that you have this desire to send some very powerful message, but doing it in a way that minimizes any sort of sacrifice whatsoever of the individual that's doing the protest. It really is a sign, and we've heard about this cycle and, and how generations become what they are. And when you are raised where you really want for nothing, you have everything handed to you. You have people tell you you're wonderful no matter how you may not be in certain areas. Uh, you are given participation ribbons for everything or tro- everyone wins sort of attitude mentality. And it's like you have nothing in life to try to overcome. You search for things to find meaning to be, you know, you, you're out there looking and, and these are people that have had no real challenges or obstacles in life when it comes to these the things that so many others have and, and purposes and causes that are are worthwhile. And it, so it almost leaves a person bored. What do I do with my time? And they, and they look for meaning in, in such virtue signaling. And it's just really, really annoying. And it's a turnoff. For me personally, some people like it. I find that those are the people that usually participate in such antics. Springfield's Talk 104.1. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 104.1. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Further evidence that to those who are always looking for racism, they can find it anywhere. Daylight savings time, according to... A CNN article is uh, also racist, the time itself. Uh, the piece published Friday by CNN health reporter Jacqueline Howard argued that daylight savings time often disrupts sleep, throws off people's uh, you know, their, their rhythms and everything. And we've heard this sort of thing before. Like, uh, the weeks after, oftentimes, there's an increase in heart attacks and so forth. And, and it can contribute to general health problems. And since people of color have a higher number of health problems, that means daylight savings time is racist. Doesn't that mean just existing is racist then? Just existence? If you have a disproportionately high number of... Well, we'll talk about it after we've got news coming up here in 60 seconds. I'm Nick Reed.